You're listening to Rolling Toe with trucking experts Kevin and Mike Beckett. This is the show where you ask the questions and we give you the diagnosis on how to get the most out of your truck. We'll talk about avoiding wear and tear, knowing your suspension and axles, and how to get more mileage from your tires. We're on the audio road. Let's get rolling. Well, wasn't that thrilling? It was. It was. You know, I just noticed a ton of misspellings in our title. Anyway. Well, uh, I must have typed it then. <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I think it was me. Oh. Yeah, last week. Right? Well, who cares? Nobody reads the title anyway. Yeah, what does it matter? Okay. It's just no, the two of us. subject matter for the, day, for the day is probably vegetarianism and drive tire wear. Vegetarianism. And, and nobody's going to really care about that either. They're going to have questions and we're going to have answers. <sighs> hey, I'm nowhere qualified to do a health show. <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> okay, well, most of the critters that you run over on the road yes. are vegetarians. Yes, that's true. That's true. Most of them. Yeah, you don't often run over a bear. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Okay. If you do have a bear story, though, let us know. That does sound intriguing. And how did it affect your handling? That depends on how bear she was. <laughs> Ooh, no. Oh, never mind. I never said that. I never said that. Okay. Okay. We're going to ask question, answer questions and respond to comments and criticisms. If you have any of those, push one on your dial. That'll put you in the queue so that we know you're there. Don't push it twice. Because that erases you from the universe and we'll never know who you were. Uh, your mother won't even remember you. <laughs> did you know that? That happens. Yeah, that happens. Yeah, okay. All right. Very good. Um, did you have anything interesting this week? Did I? Uh, it's just been a good week. Been a good week. Yeah. A few tech calls, a few questions, build yeah. some equipment. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I flew to Philadelphia and then drove up to uh, Providence, Rhode Island to do a retrain for a fleet that's had theirs for about a year now. They're having a pretty good time. Um, as shocking as this may sound to some of you, this guy has a fleet of, I don't remember, 40 or 50 trucks uh, over the rotors. And he was um, having all kinds of alignment shops near do his alignments, and he wasn't getting more than about 45,000 miles out of his steer tires. I've heard that before. Yeah, and so last year he finally bought a system from us. And I went up there now, and he says he's got trucks that have got 140, 135, 125,000 miles on them, and they're still driving with the same tires on. Right. He says his tire budget has been reduced by 30% this year over last year. And he's not even done. Yeah, and he's not done yet. Well, year to date, okay. Right. Um, he said he was as high as 50% at one time, but then he hired this kid to go around and check his tires for inflation, and the kid wasn't doing it right, and he lost seven or eight or ten tires. And so he his budget's not quite as good as it was. So we had a good time talking, and we went through some stuff with his mechanics, and they're happy, and the drivers are bragging about how the trucks are driving. And then I drove back down to Philly, and I spent two days working with a, tire, a truck leasing company in Philly that's looking at buying some of our equipment because... Oddly enough, they're having the same kind of tire life. Yeah. 45,000 miles. <laughs> Shocking. That's, that's so, yeah, this is, there, there were a couple of companies that we have worked with, I think CRST being one of them, that mm -hmm. for decades just had no faith at all in alignment. Because oh, yeah. Gave up on alignments. They could, they could use the best companies around, the most expensive equipment around, 
whoever it is, the best, uh, the, the most reputable alignment techs around, mm-hmm. and they could never prove that they were getting better tire mileage than not doing anything. Well, and then what they did was they, they started putting new tires on trucks and not replacing and not doing the alignment, and they got the same mileage as they were getting when they did the alignment, so they gave up completely. So, But then we've managed to go in and <laughs> convince them that there is actually a right way to do it. Yeah, you can do this, and it'll work. So, all right, well, we need to answer some questions here today. Um, we've got at least three people up there that want to talk to us. Shall we start the game? Uh, sure. Sure. What area code? Well, this one's 804. 804. Does that sound familiar to you? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's a problem coming to us on a Sunday night. Our minds are total blank. We've been watching football all day. <laughs> 804. I'm going to say Arkansas. Okay. Florida. Florida and Arkansas. Okay. Hello there. Hello, you guys. Should I'm hurt. You don't remember my 804. Oh, I'm I'm lucky if I remember my grandkids. (laughs) (laughs) It's Virginia. Virginia. Okay. All right, Virginia. All right. (laughs) What's up? Good to talk to you guys again. I uh, I talked to you guys a couple m- months ago for the first time and uh, was about uh, rotating my steers and crisscross rotating my drive tires, and then I put on uh, the balance masters all the way around. Okay. And then we decided to do that, and then um, I got that done. I don't remember. My question is I don't – I actually have two questions. I don't remember what you told me to do from there about – when the tread depth gets to a certain place, I want to crisscross them again, but I, I don't remember what you said about that part. That I remember like that. Needed... Yeah. I, re- I remember me. that. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't remember you, but I remember how much tread depth. Oh, <laughs> oh dang it. <laughs> yeah. uh, when, when your steer tires are two thirty seconds different from side to side, Okay. On oh, the steers. On the steers. Then it's time to rotate the, them. Rotate okay. again. Okay. And when your drive tires are four thirty second difference front to back, it's time to rotate. Ah, front. That's what, about what it side was. Side to side on the drives. Mm-hmm. Is 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 that four thirty seconds? Is that going to occur faster than a difference side to side? Yes. No. No. Maybe. Maybe. Who knows? What if there is a difference side to side? The side-to-side really doesn't affect me on drive tires. I've, okay. I've never seen that be an issue. I mean, assuming you put on all eight tires at the same time. Right. The, so if you did see a difference, significant side-to-side difference. Then I got another problem. It's probably a brake or... Yeah, a, there's something some serious going wrong. But the rear drive axle wears 25% faster than the front drive axle. Right. Okay. Okay. And so when so you... Go ahead. So when the rear is four thirty seconds more worn than the front one, you X them. Right. And then right. you're going to run a while, and they're going to even out. And then you're going to run a while more, and then the rear is going to be four thirty seconds more, and it's time to X them again. Takes a while. That, okay, that's – I just – I knew – I actually wrote it down, but I couldn't read what I wrote. So, and I, I have that trouble all the time. <laughs> and my, <laughs> my other question right quick is, this is a, a 660. It's got the 86-inch uh, studio sleeper on it. Because I like lots of room. Yeah. And this thing rides like a, a bucking Bronco. I, I'm just, it's only 10 months old. And I thought, 
you know, I thought with, uh, I don't know if it's the, because it's only a 240-inch wheelbase. This thing bounces me, and I don't mean just the bounce. It, it slams you, and it just rides awful. Is And I don't know if I was thinking shocks, brand-new shocks, but are those, the no. shocks are worth What is that? Uh, oh, horrible ride. <laughs> yeah, well, now now we need to discuss when you feel the shock. Do you feel the shock when the front tires hit the bump, or do you feel the shock when the rear tires hit the bump? Wait. I would, well, I could say, well, one time I thought I would break everything. I think it probably more occurs the hard, I mean, it's hard to tell. I think more on the front, but I, but you know, it'll go front to back just as easily. Uh, it, you know, it, it seems more on the front, but it seems it can be both. And I mean, it just slammed up yes. to me. Uh, it, the odds are it hits one rebounds to the other and then comes back again. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds about <laughs> all I know it's, is my teeth are all over yeah. the floor. <laughs> it's what we call, we, we call porpoising front to back, front okay. to back, front to back. Okay. Okay. Um, what kind of rear suspension does this truck have? Uh, explain, ask me. Different well, what questions. kind of truck is it? It's an air ride. Correct. Right. Okay. On the air right in the back, you said it's a 660, which makes it a, a Kenworth, right? Yep. When you look at the rear suspension, are there big curved springs kind of sticking out in front of the drive tires? Or uh, are there... Are there? I think they're straight. There, they just straight out kind of... And they come out yeah. kind of in front of the drive tires, but then they bolt right to a hanger. Right. I'm thinking no so. I'd have to really look again, yeah. Okay, that would be what we call the low air leaf suspension that was brought over from Peterbilt. I like that one a little better than the other one. Yeah, I like this a better suspension. If it has the big curve springs that kind of, they come out and they curve down and then they loop back toward the, the axle. Like a D. Yeah, they look like a D. Right, I rem- okay. I don't like that I one. Don't think, okay. I don't think I have them, but like I said, I'd have to really look again. Uh, okay, all right. Then The next thing is you probably have what are called a two-leaf parabolic spring in the front axle. Okay? Okay. I doubt that there's any airbags in the front of the truck. They're just in the back. Right? No, just the back. Right. Okay. And you can get a leaf spring on the front when you flip the hood up. If you look at, oh, there's only one leaf spring there. Or, no, there's two leaf springs there. Or there's three leaf springs. Okay? Okay. It's going to be one of those. And in either case, those are called parabolic springs, which are supposed to ride good. But what we have seen is they tend to put too much caster in the front end of the truck. They pitch the front axle so that the kingpin leans forward on the bottom like a motorcycle's front fork. And the more it leans forward, the rougher the ride is. You hit the expansion seams and the the little cracks in the concrete, and it's just bump, 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 going down the road. Okay? All right. Now, that can be softened up by reducing the caster. You probably have four or five degrees of caster, and I would like to see it reduced down to about two degrees of caster. Okay? Yeah, when I first got the truck, the alignment wasn't right, and uh, the the guy that I used uh, from my yard who he comes out and, and does it, and he just drives it back and forth in the parking lot. And, he yeah. takes it, you know, I really like him, and he told me, 
the that the right passenger side caster was the wrong one. Mm-hmm. That could be. That, that was fresh off the line. So, but I don't know degree wise what those casters yeah. are at. Yeah. Okay. Um, but the alignment guy, an alignment guy, can measure it and check what it is and reduce it. Yeah, I okay. wouldn't dispute that. Coming okay. out of Kenworth, they probably did stick an extra shim in. Yeah, it's very possible somebody stuck an extra shim in or the wrong way in. Uh, that's not a big deal. That's the okay. we We're going to what the factory wants for caster across right. that axle. They want too much, really. Yeah, they want too much caster because the more caster you have in it, the more it tends to go straight. And when you turn away, the quicker it comes back to straight, and they like that. Okay? You right. Because you're right. Okay. Now, with a tandem drive axle, 240-inch wheelbase truck, you don't need more than two degrees of caster for it to handle right. Okay? Okay. And each degree of caster we take out of the front end tends to reduce the road shock by about 10 or 15%. So if you can reduce it by 30% by taking out three degrees. Yeah. So that's what I'm aiming for. The other thing we've learned is that the more caster we take out, the longer the tires last, the steer tires. Okay. So we we get better tire life and we get better ride. Okay. So those are the first things that I would try on this truck. Is it on the front end, change, uh, change the casters to two degrees. Two degrees. Reduce the caster to okay. as little yep. as two degrees. You want as close to the same on both sides as you can get. In other words, if you use a shim on one side, you want to use the same shim on the other side and just bring the caster down to about two degrees and see what that does for your ride. Okay, so it probably doesn't have much to do with the shocks then? No, shocks, shocks stop rebound. Now, if you're driving down the road and the truck would hit a bump and it would just keep bouncing, 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 bouncing after it hit that one bump and it wouldn't stop, well, that's bad shocks. But if you hit a bump and it it bounces once and then it kind of stops, well, the shock's doing its job. Right. No, it doesn't. It bounces and bounces, and I have to I have to brace myself in the seat. I mean, it's really it's a hard. It, it, okay. you know, According to the bump, but you know, yeah. like going into the parking lot. If there's mm-hmm. any kind of, like, a dip, I'll slam down on that. Mm-hmm. I mean, slam. And it's like, damn. <laughs> okay. All right. You know, so, so. so at the same time, you could replace shocks. And if I was going to replace the shocks, I'd put gas pressurized shocks on it instead yeah, of hydraulic. I, the, the Gabriel gas shocks, is that? I don't care, who's, I don't care whose it is. Gabriel, Monroe, oh, okay. they, both make a, they both make a gas shock. And, and okay. I'd put a gas shock on it. And I reduce it to two degrees and then see what happens. Yep. Okay. All right. That's a good place to start. I appreciate you guys and uh, <laughs> we'll be listening to you regularly. And let us, let us know how it comes uh-huh. out. Yep. We'll try I will. to remember I, uh, the number. Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm going to call in on a different number next time just to mess with you. I appreciate <laughs> that. We need, to, we need the excitement. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Thanks guys. You bet you. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Virginia. Yep. I'll forget. We'll forget that one. I don't we remember got anyway. more calls, and we got 45 more minutes. And that means I get to sing? Uh, sing, tell jokes. Tell jokes? I swear. Cool. Cool. All right. Very good. Uh, so, but if anybody else did have any questions. That would be a good... Oh, look at them. They're all coming on. They don't want me singing. <laughs> They're smart. Cool. What, what's this phone number? This is 480. 480, 480. Oh, man. 
All I can think about is is uh, the Dominican Republic. <laughs> the Dominican Republic. Yeah, that's probably right. It's getting cool up here. I'll bet it's, I'll bet it's the Dominican Republic. You really? Yeah, well, I'll let you pick that. The northern suburbs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll go with uh, Illinois just to be... 480. Yeah. Okay, we'll yeah, find out. But I'll... Go ahead. Hello? Hello. How you doing? I'm all right. How about you? I'm doing pretty good. What part of the Dominican Republic are you from? I'm not. I'm from Arizona. Oh, Arizona by Prescott? No, in the Valley of Phoenix. In the sun, Valley of the Sun. I understand. Yes, sir. What's happening, man? I got a couple questions for you. Okay, the first one's free. The second one's twice as much. Okay. <laughs> That's for a good price. Yeah. <laughs> Years ago, I, I used to have a guy too. align my truck, and he would say that he had to take the steering gearbox off. It's on a Freightliner Classic. And there's an adjustment on the back of the steering gearbox to make it to quit wandering. Have you ever heard of that? Yes. There is an adjustment, and on most trucks, you don't have to take the, the box off. There's a hole in the frame that you can reach around behind there and loosen the clamp nut, the jam nut, and then with a screw, a flat-tip screwdriver head, turn it to tighten up the gear, the worm gear in the steering gearbox, and then you jam it back down. But the only time you do that on these pressurized integral steering gearboxes we got is when there's too much play in the gearbox. And you test that with the engine off, and you simply grab the steering column as it's coming down. And if I can turn the top, the, the incoming shaft, a significant amount, and the output shaft doesn't turn, that means the gear's too loose. Okay. Now, I, I very seldom have ever had to do that unless the truck had uh, 2 million miles on it or you know some extraordinary amount of mileage. With the same gearbox. So what makes the truck follow every rut in the road? Most of that is because you're towed out. Yeah. If you okay. think about it, which front tire aims your truck? Now, if the you got two of anything, it? well, the left one's hooked to the steering gearbox, but we drive on cambered roads, so the right front tire is downhill and carried a little more weight, isn't it? Okay. So... It could be either one, but in fact, it normally is the one with the best bite on the road at that instant. And that's usually the rut. Yeah, the rut's the one that's going to give you the bite. So, for example, if the toe is perfectly correct, they're both going the same direction as you're driving, your hand's laying on the steering wheel, and that's just drives straight ahead. Mm -hmm. But if you're towed out a sixteenth of an inch... First one catches a seam in the road. Well, now I'm aiming with the left front tire. Then the right front tire catches the seam. Well, I have to counter to the left because now the right front's. And then back to the right and then back to the left. And you spend all they heard in that thing between the white lines. If you okay. can get the toe set to correct, about a sixteenth of an inch toe in when it's sitting still, you should be able to drive the thing with one or two fingers. Yeah. Would you like to be able to check the toe yourself? Yes. Well, this is very complicated now. Okay, uh, you need to find a rule of duct tape, also known as 100-mile-an-hour tape. All right. Okay, you need an ink pen. Yep. And you need a 12-foot tape measure. And okay. you need a, a beautiful assistant. I usually use Vanna. Yes, okay. find one assistant. Yeah, one assistant. 
Now, what you do is you drive your truck straight ahead. I don't care if there's a load on it or if it's empty. doesn't matter. Just drive it straight ahead on a nice piece of concrete or asphalt and roll it up to a stop straight ahead. Then on the back side of each steer tire, on the tread of the tire, you put two small one-inch squares of duct tape on the tread. Now, these two pieces of duct tape should be on the tread but low enough that you can see across underneath the truck without hitting an exhaust pipe or a frame or a, or a leaf spring or anything like that. Yep. Got that in your head? Okay. Yep. Now, you take the ink pen and make two little quarter-inch tall vertical marks on the duct tape. Okay? All right. Now, you're going to slide the tape measure across, and your assistant is going to grab the end of the tape measure in his hand, and he's going to put Orders. the... Put the two or hers, yeah. Put the two inch mark on the ink mark on his duct tape, on that duct tape on the far side. You're gonna pull the tape measure tight, bring it up to the ink mark on your side, and you're gonna get a reading. And let's just say for the sake of argument, it's ninety two inches. Okay? All right. Then you're gonna drive the truck forward until those two pieces of duct tape show up on the front side. Where you can measure. Where you can measure it again. And you're okay. gonna set the tape measure up and measure it again. The front measurement should be a sixteenth of an inch or so shorter than the back measurement. If they're the same, you're to, yeah, if you're the same, it's wrong. That's that's zero toe. You don't want zero toe. If it's greater on the front than on the that's back, that's terrible. You don't want them greater at the front. It's got to be just a little smaller on the front side than the back. And then you know. Okay. Okay. All right. If you if I'll you do that measure, go ahead. That's right. Second ahead. question. Second question is twice as much money. Go ahead. Take your chance. I, I was just going to say, uh, if you were going to put bushings in a truck, would you use polyurethane? What bushings? Suspension bushings. Uh, in the rear or in the steer? Both. Both. <clears throat> oh, now this is a tough question. I've gone back and forth on it through the years, and there's been certain models of urethane bushings that were really good, and there were certain models that were too soft, and there was other models that were too hard. Um, so, I just so, wouldn't want mine from China. Honestly, no, that right now, that's all I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, China urethane bushings I would go for. What make and model of truck is this? 05 Classic, Freightliner Classic. And where specifically are you looking at putting the bushings? In the rear end, you've got them in the leaf spring and then up in the dog bone up on top. Are you talking about right. all of those or just some of those? Right. Right. I don't know if, if the dog bone, is that like the track bar? I yeah, the track, track bar, bar up on top on top of the differential. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's just that when I go see Chad, every time yeah. I see Chad, the first thing he says is, you should put bushings in first. Yeah. Especially with and, the truck over a million miles. And have you put the bushings in that Chad suggested, or are you still just procrastinating? No. Um, this truck that I just got, I, it hasn't seen Chad yet. Uh-huh. Okay. So my other trucks have seen Chad, and, yeah, I did put the bushings in and went back and he aligned it. Good. And did you use urethane or rubber? I just used rubber. Well, now, see... In most applications, like on those track arm bushings at the top and like the ends of the leaf springs, properly installed and everything maintained in alignment and keep everything tight, those, oh, bushings, fine. Yeah, those bushings are good for 750 to a million miles. Right. Up there on the front side of the leaf spring on the rear end, yeah. get, uh, you want as good of a one as you can on the, on the 
where the leaf spring, the yeah, where the pin is. But but again, the rubber ones, I see them last seven hundred thousand miles. Yeah, the rubber ones last forever. Yeah, so I, I don't see a reason to go to some exotic bushing there. The place where okay. I see most wear is on the back end of the steer axle leaf spring, where the shackle is. Right, and if. And if it was my truck and I was putting pins in the steer axle, I'd use Horton roller bearing bushings. I wouldn't use your thing. Okay. It's amazing okay. how much better the truck drives and rides with urethane bushings up there with the uh, with the Horton roller bearings than than anything else I've ever seen. Horton roller bearing bushings. Yes. So, in your opinion, <laughs> it's really not worth spending the extra money for the polyurethane. Might as well just put in the rubber. Not in that particular suspension. There are some other suspensions where the bushings don't stand up, and then, yes, I would like to see urethane in them. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, no, this truck, before it goes to Chad, I will put in new bushings. That way, when yeah. I get over there, it's ready for him. Yeah, I, I think that's fine. Oh. Okay. All right. All righty. Well, I really do appreciate it. Thank you. Not, not a problem, buddy. You have yourself a good day. Thanks for you calling. Too, sir. Thank you. Did we ever find out where he called from? Uh, it was Arizona, the valley. Arizona, yeah, yeah, Sun Valley. Okay, Valley of the Sun. Phoenix. Yes. Okay, we're good. All right. All right, well, now we've got a... we got a lot of calls. Come on, calls. Let's, let's go. What do we got? 580. 580. All these people from places I don't know. 580. <laughs> uh, Illinois. Uh, okay, well, California. California, okay. Hello, Illinois. It's still Oklahoma. It was last week when I called you, too. <laughs> <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing fine. Good. I, I, uh, you, you told them uh, this isn't my question, but i got another question. On the shocks, you said use a gas shock. Now, that, those don't have any oil in them, right? They're just gas? No. Yeah, they're gas pressurized shocks. Okay. You say Monroe makes those also? I believe everybody makes them. Okay, just, I've always uh, look in the books. I know, I know the one I'm using. Monroe's I used to have oil in them, and I I didn't yes. know they made it gas. I'm pretty sure better? they do. Oh yeah, we have a lot okay. better results on ride and stability with a gas shock. See, a hydraulic shock has an empty storage reservoir, or has an empty reservoir and a storage reservoir. And every time the shock pumps, it moves fluid from the store storage reservoir into the main chamber. And it takes about three strokes to fill the chamber, and then the hydraulic shock will lock up and stop the rebound. A gas pressurized shock is always pressurized, and on the first bounce, it's starting to stop and stabilize you. Okay. When we had motorhomes, I used to do a lot of work on motorhomes, and they would be drifty and swaying around in the breeze. We'd put gas pressurized shocks on them and stabilize them. Okay. Good deal. Um, I, what I called in about uh, was... Uh, the, the bearings, I'm driving a new Peterbilt, and yeah. it's got the front sleeve, right? And for the mm -hmm. bearings in the rear, it's got the sleeve. Yep. But yeah, it's got opinion, the sleeve. In, in your opinion, would, would I do any maintenance set? Would, would it be a good deal to just throw that sleeve away and then just. No. No, 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 no. In order to throw that sleeve away, you can't remove the sleeve without pulling the wheel all the way off. The hub has right. to come completely off to get the thing out, which means you got to put a new grease seal in, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. So then you're going to get into a lot of maintenance just to replace a sleeve. Now, no, when mean, you buy, I mean, if I do maintenance on, if I ever like, like do a wheel seal or something, at that uh-huh. time I throw the sleeve away. No, as long as you use the same bearings, when you replace the bearings, then I would throw the sleeve away along with the bearings and put new bearings in it. Okay. Whether they're sleeved or not. Oh, okay. Yes, but as so long as that. If I were going to buy the bearings, that's what I'd want to do. Yeah, okay, that's another whole discussion. Yeah, that's a... I I, I ain't going there. (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, yeah. I have no... I I might as well say it outright. If you go to micro blue bearings, you probably will not get bearings that perfectly match the sleeve, so the sleeve would be inappropriate. You've got to get rid of it. Okay. All right. Because the bearings and the races you've got are precisely the right dimensions to match up with the sleeve so it will install correctly. All right. Okay. That's the first part of it. The second part of it is I have absolutely no idea whether the microboost system works. I have no, no training in it. I have no experience in it. The coding he uses, the process he uses, I don't know if it works or not. Okay. Okay. The third, the third thing is, I don't like the way he tells you to adjust bearings. I think he's leaving them too loose, and as a result, we have tire wear and ABS problems and all kinds of other problems. Right. Well, I, I know if he used microblue bearings, he would use your specs and not theirs. Correct. Correct. Well, there's an issue there, too, though. Just because of apparently the way that he puts these things together, I don't think you can tighten a bearing properly. Well, I don't know about that. I, I know in the engines, I've heard things of, about issues with engines, but I'm not an engine guy, uh, and I'm really not a bearing guy. I just know how tight I want it to make everything else work right. Right. Okay? Well, right. So here's a, a, thir- a fourth truth about the whole thing. If you leave the bearing loose, then you could actually get just a small amount better tire or, uh, fuel economy. Yeah, but you'll get... So you have less resistance if it's loose. Yeah, but you'll get more... Tire wear, you'll have more brake problems, you'll have, you'll have more vibration problems, you'll have ABS brake problems. Um, a loose bearing is not a good thing. To us. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I saw Chad Friday afternoon, got this truck lined mm-hmm. up, right? Mm-hmm. So I, mm-hmm. I told you that would, so. so anyway. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You right, have yourself you. a great day and drive safe. You Thanks bet. for calling. Bye. That was okay. Okay, Oklahoma. All righty. We got another one. Huh? 507. It's actually familiar, but I can't remember. Okay, I'm going to I'm going to say Delaware. I was going to go with Idaho. Okay, Delaware and Idaho. That's the opposite extremes of the country. Who's closer? <laughs> yeah. We're going to play yet? Hey, yeah, we're at 507. We're doing pretty good. good. You Oh, we're pretty good. We keep moving this. That was Delaware last. I can't remember. It was Jamaica or something last week. I thought it was from probably. One <laughs> yeah. of these. Hey, one of these days, I'll get it right. So where is it? Come on. Oh, Minnesota. I'm only 100 miles from it. Yeah. I know. All right. Ox. Okay, got it. Uh, if my girlfriend were from Minnesota, I'd probably remember that number too. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> well, we got those neighbors of the south of us there. So, yeah, there is that. But, yeah, I, I'm familiar. I know Goodyear tires. I've been 
trying some of their new sets at 570, the new, is it a 572s? Yeah. No, not, not the 572s, at 505, the newest fuel max tire. Is that going to be as picky for air, for the yes, air pressures, the other ones were? Uh, well, I don't know. I haven't seen enough of them run enough miles yet, but I know the 372 and the 572 in the drive position, both of them mm-hmm. are very sensitive to axle flex and very sensitive okay. to wheel bearings. And because of that, they tended to cup the center lugs on the inside tire on your drive axle positions. Okay. I, I remember okay. somebody that hadn't ran Goodyear's for so long in the drives because it decided one of these new ones had a lot of potential, so I... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But now, no, they mounted nice. Sure, sure. What what uh, what kind of a truck are you driving? Oh, I got them on a 386 with that 380 suspension that Peterbilt. Right, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, it's the Flexair in the, Ke- in the Peterbilt. It's the 380 in the Kenworth. Yeah. Okay. Same same suspension. All right, which means you, yep. if you've got a Packard product, you probably have the 9.5-millimeter axle, which is the one that gives us all yep. the tire wear problems. We really need the 11-millimeter axle to get stiffer so the tires don't do that shit. Well, at least the bearings okay. are probably tight. Yeah, the bearings are probably tight. Yeah, yeah they should be. I guess I, I checked them. You know, I, I guess it's not guaranteed. I gave them the old wobble test, you know, and he pulled, and I didn't feel anything manually, so... Yeah, but they come with the sleeved, non-adjustable yep. bearings, and, and 95 98% of those are all properly adjusted. I don't have much problem with bearing yep. adjustment on those. Right. Oh. Yeah, if they're loose, you have another issue with them, so. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Okay? That sounds good. I just want to double check on that. I guess if you, I, I, was, I kind of over-aired them. With like one, I put like 115 or 120 in them when I mounted them, so I'm just yeah. making sure I was on the right Right point there, I was like hearing you talk about air pressure. Well, the the air pressure I worry about in duels is that the two tires must match within five pounds. That's the first thing. Yeah, okay. Okay. And then on the steers is where I'm really after the higher pressures. Most people run 100 or maybe 95 or maybe 105 in the drives, and and that seems to be adequate pressure for them because each one of those tires is only carrying 4,000 pounds of weight on a full load. The steer yep. tires are carrying 6,000 pounds of weight, and that's where I want the more air. Definitely need more air. Okay? That's right. very true. I appreciate your time there, Mike. I'll let you get Not out a of problem, buddy. You have a good day. See you. Sven and Ollie Land. Yeah. What do we got here? 256. <laughs> None of them that I remember. <laughs> of course, I don't remember my name half the time. So where do you want 256? Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania? Oh, northern Jamaica. All right. Back to the cooler. I'm looking for heat. It is getting cooler. Hello, Jamaica. Sweet home Alabama again, sir. Alabama. That's right. Okay. Okay. What's up in Alabama? Um... I was listening to the uh, woman on here talking about her 660, you know, having trouble on the front end of it. Yep, yep. I've... I've had the same problem. Mine's a T600, a 2007. Mm-hmm. I had the Gabriel gas shocks lasted two months. Ooh. And uh, I went back. I bought them at the Kenworth dealership. Uh-huh. And uh, went back. They pulled them off, looked at them, and they was rattling on the inside, kind of like an accordion. That's, they were real easy that's to not pull good. out. 
When yeah. the new set on, they lasted less than a week. That's not good. And uh, so I went back, and they just asked me, they said, can we put the OEMs on there? Yeah. Which is what I had for three years. Not yeah. three years, I mean, but, you know. Um, but I've still got a super rough ride. I've yeah. had it lined up. I got brand yeah. new Michelin uh, ZX ZA3 Plus on there. My bushings have been replaced. Yeah. And I asked to check my kingpins. I spoke with you mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I've got 930,000 mm-hmm. miles on my uh, mm-hmm. truck. Tie rods have been replaced. The kingpins are still good. And uh, I'm I'm kind of at a loss. When I hit a bump, I, would, I mean, I'm, I, I'm, go ahead. I'm sorry, sir. I would I would try to do the same thing to your truck that I suggested to hers. I wonder if we got too much caster. I'd like to drop the I caster it, down uh, about two degrees. I had it lined up at uh, one of the MD alignment shops in uh, yeah, but, Ross, but they wouldn't Georgia. have done that. They wouldn't have done oh, that. Oh, okay. Yeah, this, is, this, is, this is outside of the concept of whether or not the vehicle is properly aligned. This is for okay. handling. This is a I am issue. stopped now, so I can write this down, sir. Uh, I yep, couldn't right. when you was talking to her. <clears throat> sure. I would reduce okay. the caster to two degrees on both sides. And see degree. if that takes. Yep, you're probably at. Yeah, you're probably somewhere around four or five right now. Okay. And I would like to see it down at two degrees. And that's and that's just a physical change. I mean, I'm not I'm not, I'm not worried about what the measurement says or anything else. It's uh, just measure the the riser block or whatever other shimming that it's got, and just reduce it down. Yeah. To two degrees. Yeah, they can put a two degree or a three degree shim in there backwards Back. to reduce it down on one yeah. on each leaf spring stack, and and then see what happens. And if it smooths the ride out. Yep. Okay. All right. Next question. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, uh, I got your two books. Those are awesome because I'm not a mechanic or anything, but those okay. are really, really easy to read. I appreciate it. Uh, cool. Where can I find a place to test my tire gauges? I've been to tire oh. shops, uh, I've been to TA, you know, Petro, and they're all like, no, we don't have anything to test them with. Cheapers. <laughs> um, I'm serious. <laughs> and especially, well, you know, like I read in your book, you know, that uh, you, you buy about eight and four of them may be out of whack right off the bat. And I'm like, whoa. Right, right. As, as I'm going around and training shops, and right now I'm working through a bunch of GCR stores, I keep asking them, how often do you guys check your gauges here in this shop? And they said, once a month we have to check them. Where do you check them at? And some of the shops have a test station bolted to the wall, and some of the shops, the manager has a master gauge in his desk drawer that they he'll check one tire with it and have everybody else check theirs against that. But every one of them I've gone to say they've got a test station. So a GCR type. Wow. A G, GCRs, uh, the Goodyear commercial, the, the company-owned stores should have them. The, the TCI stores, the Michelin stores. Sure. Yep. All of those, those large corporate chains should have a test station in there. The small independent shops may not have it. And I don't, I just don't put it past TA or okay. Petro not to know. Yeah, I wouldn't Anything expect right. them to know. <laughs> okay. All right, I sure do appreciate it, and I will get off here and continue listening, but I love this show, and I appreciate y'all taking the time to do it, sir. Thank you, sir. You have yourself a great day. Thanks for calling. You too. Thank you, sir. Sweet home Alabama. We putting that up there? You're not putting it up there. You're trying to put it up there. 
Okay, we got it in there. Save it. Okay, we'll remember that one forever now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, 316. Illinois. Uh, Florida. Or Indiana. <laughs> Kansas City. Kansas City. <laughs> we are batting absolute zero. <laughs> What's up, buddy? Well, I, I want to follow up on a comment you made last week that's kind of got my mind twisted. And Uh-oh. the question was, do we go to uh, super singles on the drives to save fuel economy? And your answer mm-hmm. was that we could, but to get the maximum effect, we would need super singles on the trailer. Correct. And I have both your I have both your books, and I've read your books, and it occurred to me that in this case, two two plus two does not equal four. In other words, Correct. because I make a change in one area, it might not have near the effect the same change might have under different circumstances. Is that correct? That is correct. So, because there's a well-known radio personality who says things like, "For every ten, uh, per, for every ten percent, or your ten points of rolling resistance is reduced, you can expect an increase in fuel mileage about one tenth." And that's mm-hmm. really not a correct statement, is it? Um, I wouldn't agree with it in, in its absolute yeah. terms. Now, let me give you another yeah. example. Years ago, I was working with some of the truck manufacturers on aerodynamics, and our alignment people got involved in it, and that's how I got involved. And we were discussing the little the little skirts they're putting around the front of the truck to make them aerodynamic at the front. We were talking about the, the things they were putting up on top of the cab to kick the air over the trailer, and we were talking about the little side panels on the back edge of the cab to connect the truck and the trailer together. And they said each one of those has a potential for a certain percentage of fuel economy. And you would think right. that if you put all three of them together and added up what each one is capable of, that would be what you would experience in fuel economy savings. But they said, in exactly. fact, the three of them together give you a bigger savings than they do individually. Interesting. Now, it's the same so thing with the tires. Two equals six. Exactly. And that's the same thing that the, that the tire engineers have talked to me about with these tires. You put low rolling resistance on your steer, but you have regular tires on your drive and trailer, you're going to get bupkis. You put low yeah. rolling resistance on the steer and on the drive, you're going to get some, but because you got that boat anchor back there dragging behind you, you're not going to get everything you could get. You need to put it on everything. Yes, I understand. All okay. right. That's what I thought. I really appreciate your show. Thank you so much. Well, you're more than welcome. It gives us a chance to blow off steam. (laughs) (laughs) You have a good day. All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for coming. Right. Yep. Okay. Yeah, another interesting topic. Um, Now we've got two of the same area code. Oh, yeah? 970. So we can guess one and get the other? Well, this, this is funny. Okay, it's 970. And you remember it. Now this is this, this is gonna get, be where it gets funny. Nine seven zero. Yeah. What do you suppose that is? Nine seven zero. Uh, um, I don't either. You don't either. <laughs> but once we get one, yeah, we got the other. Well, we're gonna we're gonna have to guess the municipality with. Yeah, but what if I forget between one call <laughs> and the next? <laughs> I'm an old guy here. <laughs> All right, nine seventy. Pick one. Uh, Texas, because there's so there's so many places. In, I'm gonna pick California. All right. All right. Let's see what we got. 
Hello, 970. Hi, how are you? I'm pretty good. Yourself? Not too bad. Good. So what part of California are you from? Well, you're halfway in between. It's Colorado. Colorado. Okay. All right. Southwest. Southwest Colorado, but 970 ends up on the northern part. It kind of stays west. Is that up by Durango? It is. It is. Real close. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Over toward the Four Corners. Yeah. All right. Very good. What can we do for you? We're back to the T-660, and I talked to you once before about air ride on the front. Okay. And you weren't real happy about that. And I've got similar to that bumping. Of course, I've not had it aligned. It's it's a new truck, um, 119,000 now. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Road King shocks, are they a gas shock? Is that something you recommend or is that? The Road King shock is a hydraulic shock. The okay. Road King shock is a completely different engineered design for hydraulic than, than Monroe or Gabriel is. And I personally have never had the opportunity to test, uh, and observe the performance of a Road King shock. So I have no firsthand personal knowledge to provide whether that's great or not great. Okay? Okay. I've seen all kinds of anecdotal data on web, on the Facebook pages and talking to different people about their individual experiences, but I don't have any personal experience. All right. Well, my, mine's a 300-inch, and it's a 6 yeah. by 2 uh-huh. I have the 2-inch the offset wide-base singles with heavy-duty axles to keep from having the flex. We ordered the heavy-duty axles. Got the 11 millimeter or the 12.7. Right. Right. Okay. And And you're not uh, seeing any inside cupping wear? I see nowhere. The the drive and the tag axle are wearing just as flat as you could see. And in fact, great. They didn't great. They're not getting as many miles as we did with the twin screw. Oh, you never will. Uh, and the horsepower is set up higher than the twin screw, so that was part of it, I believe. Yeah. You know, we're walking on I it a little harder. Su- I suspect that you got somewhere around 150,000 miles out of your drive tires. Not quite. We got about 100,000. Okay, yeah. all right. And and see, if you still had four driving positions back there, you would disperse the load amongst all of them, and you would at least double your tire life, Okay. I suspect right. your bogey axle at 100,000 was still had tons of tread and was doing great, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it hardly shows yeah. anywhere at all on that axle. Yes, all the that's, classic, that's classic 6x2. Right. And the front was doing the same thing as what she was um, saying. You know, when you hit a pothole, that thing yeah. just jumps all over the place and, and bites, and, and it, it's just really rough. And I didn't see a lot of that trans- transferred to the back of the axle, but it was really jarring when the front. Uh huh. Uh huh. And the tire wear, I've got the XZA3s, and they're wearing, I've got uh, six to seven thirty seconds, depending on where you measure on mm-hmm. that tire. Still left. Left. At 119, yeah, at 119,000. Okay, now, now, but you're out of Durango. You're doing a lot of two-lane windy road out there? No, not really, because we're all over. 
Uh, we've made several coast to coast and border to border trips over this last year. Okay. And okay. we're fine. running a lot of Chicago to LA. Right. But yes, when, when we're home, we do two lane and I'm not afraid of doing two lanes because that's no. what I grew up Okay. On. Okay. Now, if you went to those steer tires on a Michelin XZA3, there's five ribs on the middle three right. ribs. Right in the middle of the rib is a little quarter inch or half inch long cut in the rubber that's in line right. with the rib. And if you just run right. your finger back and forth across that, you can feel the feathered wear. Inboard to outboard. Yeah. So I'm curious if it's got any feathered wear on those two steer tires. That's a, that's pretty dramatically low tire. And which way which way would the feather feel? You want to push your finger toward the frame and then away from the frame. We're running out to do that now. Oh, cool! This is this is hands-on experience. Uh, uh, looks like when you're pushing it in. The inside ones have a little grab, and when you're coming back, the outside ones have the grab. Okay, now that's on so, which front tire? That's the left front. The left front is is rough going in and smooth coming out. Is that right? Uh, on the outside of uh, on the outside of the tire, it's rough coming out, uh-huh. and on the inside, it's rough going in. Oh, you got opposites on on two different ribs. Try right. just try the middle the middle rib. Just go the to middle the middle rib. rib. Yeah, mm, the middle rib is actually pretty smooth. That's good. Now, is that on the left tire? That's on the left tire. Okay, now go to the right tire. Tell me what you got it on. Yeah, just on the middle one. Just the middle one is yeah. The middle one is smooth. Smooth both it ways. Is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, it's real okay. smooth. All right. Then that says the alignment is okay. All right? Okay. So whatever where you're getting is not the result of that. Now, next question I got is, um, how much inflation you run on those steer tires? 120. Good. Okay. All right. So we got no problem with inflation then. That really rough ride. Now, that just doesn't sound like it would add up to this much. It, but we've had three C six sixty people talk to us today, and they've all got the same rough ride. Is it the, is it the yeah. spring? And this is also an eighty six inch, but my wheelbase is long, longer. Yeah, I've got a three hundred yeah. inch wheelbase. I'm I'm still coming back to caster. I I would really like to see some of these six sixties reduce caster. Now let me ask a question: You've upped your inflation to one twenty. You didn't always run that much air, did you? Uh, I have. I've always you done have? 120, even okay. on my 600, which had a okay. 235 wheelbase. And it rode better? Yeah. It rode better, but it was a lot shorter wheelbase. It doesn't matter. It and, rode better. Yeah. So what I'm saying is 800,000 on it. Yeah, the 120 PSI is not causing the rough ride. And neither is the right. 300 inches. No, the 300 inches is. No. Um, I'm I'm back to caster. I'd really like to see the caster list. Now, are you still out at the truck? Yes. Is it a single front leaf spring or two front leaf springs? Just a second. Okay. And it does have two airbags on each side. Oh, you got airbags on this one. Yeah, but he said it wasn't yes. as bad as the others. 
Okay, and the airbag is just on top of the axle or behind it? It's on top. Uh, it's on, it's mounted. One airbag is right over the axle, and the other airbag is right behind it. And oh, behind okay. the airbags, okay. it's a single leaf, and on the front, it's two leaves. Uh, okay. In the yeah. Yeah. Okay. The second leaf is a safety wrap. It goes to the front and it wraps okay. around the pin, too, to, in case one breaks, you got another one to carry you. Right. Okay. All right. And and that's that's still a rough ride, even with the airbag suspension. Yes, that's that's why we went with the airbag on this one. Is the other one was a little rough, and it really didn't improve the power. Right, right, right. I'm, I'm boy, I'd like I think to see some lower caster and get this to. Yeah, I'd like to see that tried. Y'all, okay, y'all got to understand where when Mike became came into alignment was back in the late seventies. Yeah, mid-70s. Mid to late-70s, working on manual steered vehicles with a half degree of caster. Right. Total. And that, uh, those were just a lot smoother ride. You just floated over all the bumps. And then and then when the power steering, they, they jacked the caster up to five and six degrees, and the trucks rode rougher. Right. Because they needed something. They used the caster to counteract the, the, the ease with which you can Turn the vehicle off. Yeah, they need the caster to return to center. So. But you don't need four, five, six degrees. All you really need is two. Yeah, two. Okay. All right. So can do you so have, can any shop change that caster caster? Any, yeah, any alignment shop. If you have the caster shims, any mechanic with an impact gun can change them. Okay. So yeah, the key is key is buying the right caster shims. Correct. The first thing you need to do is measure your truck, see how much caster it's got. And it'll probably have, okay. let's say, five degrees. And then you need to buy two three-degree caster wedges, and you unbutton the axle, lift the leash springs up, put the caster wedge in between the riser block or and the leash spring or between the riser block and the axle. With put the, it in with the taper, the narrow side on the back. Narrow side on the back, thick side on the front. Right. Set it back down and button it back up. Yep. It's not okay. hard. And is there a manual way to measure that caster uh, shim to see what it is? Well, is the shims are all marked. The shims are all marked. Okay. They're, they're stamped okay. right on them. Yeah, you're going to need a four-inch wide by three-degree caster wedge or a four-inch wide by two, depending on how much caster you got. Okay, so in order to measure the caster itself. Yeah, you need to measure the caster first. It's either... Okay. There's a couple different measurements, but I suppose you better measure the, the degrees lean. If you've ever had the truck aligned, you'll have an alignment sheet that will show you what the caster is. That's true. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't had it aligned. Okay. All right. But if you take it to a shop, they would be able to tell you. Yeah. yeah. Somebody with a digital level can measure it just sitting yeah. in a, on the lot. It's it's yeah, easy to do. Your uh -huh. phone probably has a digital level capability. Well, do you think the phone has a digital level? I've never tried that. Get an app, yeah. Get an app. Okay. When you get to that, when you get to that point, give us a call and we'll talk you through how to measure it. But it, with a digital level, you can measure the caster just anywhere. It's no big deal. So you would basically uh, measure the ground that's sitting on, and then measure no. the axle. No, you no. measure the frame of the truck, front to back, okay. and find out where it's sitting. Is zero to the frame. Then you measure the axle, and the difference between the frame and the axle is the caster. Right. Yeah, the okay. difference between the bottom of the frame and the axle. Yeah, 
And and if it's five degrees, it's five degrees. Then you need a three degree shim. If it's four degrees, you need a two degree shim. So that'd be pretty easy if you've got some kind of app that would do that. Yeah. Yeah. Just look yeah. for tools for your phone and see if it's got a digital level in it. Just do that. Okay. I'll look for that. Okay. Very that good. Sounds great. Right. You have a great day, buddy. You bet. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. All right. Okay, now that guy was from Colorado, right? Yeah, the next one's 970, also from Colorado. Okay, I'm going to guess Durango. Durango, because actually there's not a lot out there. Sure there is. There's a lot of country out there. Okay, he's in rural Colorado. Rural Colorado. <laughs> okay, let's see what we got. Hello there. Good evening. How are you guys tonight? We're pretty good. We know your phone is uh, from Colorado. The well, question is, well, where are you? <laughs> Uh, well, I'm on the opposite corner of Colorado in the northeastern corner. Sterling, Colorado is where I'm at. Oh, okay. Sterling. Yeah. All right. Middle of nowhere. Uh, okay. My question, I think you might have answered it already. I uh, have a Peterbilt 386. Uh, uh -huh. My drive tires, my inside drives are eating. They're, they're getting really poor wear. They're eating the shoulders off the tires. And sure. I was just looking for suggestions for where, but I think you covered it with axle flex. Axle flex or wheel bearings are the only two things that do that. If you got a Peterbilt, chances are. What year is the Pete? It's an 07 386. Yeah. Okay, you'll have the sleeve bearings unless somebody's gone in and taken them out for some reason during well, its life. They left them loose at the dealer. Well, yeah, it's worth looking at to see if you can tighten the bearing because if you can't tighten the bearing, you're really screwed. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, because I'm getting ready to replace the drives, uh, and I, we're running a good year. All my outsides are good, so I'm going to match, uh, put four new on the front axle and. Or would you okay, recommend okay. putting them on the rear axle? What, where no, would you no, 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 no. If you were gonna... it, I would match the four tires. That's correct. Get the tread depth, skip them within four thirty seconds in a pair, and I would put all of your used tires on the left side of the truck and all your new tires on the right side of the truck. How does that sound? That sounds interesting because I never thought about that. Um, <laughs> here's let, here's what happened. Get more wear on the right. No, no. This has no. to do with saving your drive, your differential gears. If you put tall uh, tires on one axle and short tires on the other axle, they turn different numbers of rotations per mile, and it's very hard on the power divider. Yep. Makes perfect sense when you say that. So what the axle people tell us is if you have to mix different height tires, put two of the short tires on one axle and two of the tall tires on one axle in pairs. And since the road slopes to the right, it's easier to put the tall ones on the right side, and that'll level your truck up. Yep. There you go. Well, thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Not I'm, a problem, I'm learning buddy. a lot. This is the first time I tuned in tonight, and I'm glad uh -huh. I did. I'm learning a lot about alignment and suspension that I didn't know. Thank you, guys. You're welcome. And don't forget, you can listen to our programs on the iPodcast app on your phone or on the Rolling Road uh, network because we we release all these to be streamed. Perfect. Thank you guys. Have a great night. I'll get off sick and keep Thank helping you. people. Oh, good evening. Bye bye. bye, -bye. The extreme corners of Colorado. Yeah, with the same area code, which doesn't really surprise me. There's not a lot of people in. Okay. All right. Colorado. Very good.
But uh, okay, here's a quandary. We've got one, two, three, four. We've got four left. Four left. And we've got just over one hour past. So we're over an hour. We're over our time. We're over our time limit. I don't care about it. I want to answer the questions. Let's talk to the people. If I go home, I have to listen to the old lady. What's the phone number? Five seven four. Minnesota. Uh, Wisconsin. Okay. <laughs> you better be from up there. I hope you're from a northern state. <laughs> there you are. Right, we're here. Hey, Indiana. Indiana. Well, there you go. <laughs> yeah. What's same up? difference. Yep. Hey, I got an 05 Pete. I uh, got about a million two on it, and I just put Ooh. air ride on the front suspension. Okay. Now, ever since I've done that, I had a line. Mm-hmm. Everything's supposedly good. I had yeah. bushings put in at the same time. I got sure. roller bearings, yep. and it's it's all over the place. Yeah, it rides excellent. Oh I yeah. Mean, uh, I love the way it rides. Yeah, but it drives like a freaking boat. It is I'm like I'm correcting all the time. Yeah. Back and forth. Yeah. Is that just is that the nature of the beast? It's a characteristic of an air ride front axle. Yep. Now, there is a possibility that you have a tow out condition as well. Now, did you hear a description earlier with somebody about how to use duct tape and tape measures to measure the toe in the front? Do that. And if the toe is correct, all you've got is an air ride problem. If the toe is wrong, correct the toe and then see what the air ride does for you. Yeah. They said it was set set good, and my tires are wearing excellent. I got about 110,000 on them, and I still got probably half. Tread life, yeah, but, but a thirty a thirty second of an inch of toe out right. versus a thirty second of an inch of toe in yeah. is a complete different world in handling. And, and, yeah, it, the tires may last great, but just that just a little bit of toe out is too much. It'll handle like a pig. It's practically. I mean, it's yeah, a, a quarter of an inch toe out is actually a better handling vehicle than a thirty second of an inch. Because a quarter inch toe out snow plows and you don't feel the runnery. But of course, it eats tires for breakfast. But still towed out. Well, yeah, yeah, but yeah, I, I look pretty stupid in Chicago, back and forth in the lane. So that's right. You know, so I pull use a tanker and I look like a door swinger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, use the duct tape and measure the toe because if he measured the toe sitting on turn plates, he doesn't know what the toe is after you drive it straight ahead on the surface. And if there's any play in the front end parts at all, the drag of the tire will drag toward toe out the minute you hit the road. That's why we tell you to okay. measure it, then drive it forward and measure the second time so that you're always driving straight ahead. Everything's tight. I mean, the steer box, all my U joints, my tie yep, rod yep. ends, the kingpins. Yep. Everything's yep. good. Yep. It just still drives like a boat. Yep. Yeah. Measure, measure, yeah. Me- measure the toe. If the toe's good, it's just the way an air ride rides. Yep. Now, do With you want me to tell you? Caster having? Uh, yeah. Tell me. No, no caster won't help you. <laughs> here's what happens. The hell out of you. Yeah. Here's what happens with an air ride. The whole idea of an air ride is when you hit a bump. 
The airbag gives some to absorb the shock and then throws it back down so that the, the shock doesn't come up into the cab. Does that make sense? Right. Yep. Okay. Yep. Now, I want you to think about the steering gearbox. It has a shaft coming out of it. It has a pitman arm coming down, and then it has a drag link that comes back and hooks up to your axle, right? Right, yep. The drag link is not perfectly level. It goes downhill just a little bit, doesn't it? And that's when you hit a Yeah, when you hit an air, a bump and the airbag compresses, the axle's coming up toward the frame, which means that arm is pushing your truck into a right turn, and when it goes down, it goes into a left turn, and so you're steering back and forth because the axle's coming up and down relative to the frame because you got an airbag under there. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But it don't it don't seem to make much difference if it's on a rough road or a smooth no. road. Which you know no, it won't you're care. still gonna you're still gonna you're still yep. gonna have a little compression all the time. You know, it's back and yeah. forth all the time. Correct. It. Un- unless it's as smooth as glass, and there's no there ain't nothing like that around, around here. Yeah, so it's gonna it's gonna drive like a boat out in the waves. That's all. Okay, all right. And okay. I got another question. Tell me okay. about how to tighten a bearing the proper oh, way you guys want them tightened. That's a twenty minute discussion. Yeah, we'll have. But Are if you serious? Yes. Okay. If you go how, if you go to our it, if you go to our website mdalignment.com. If okay. you go to the video library on our website, there is a video on there on how we want to adjust bearings. Yep. Okay. okay. I'll look for it. Because I know how yeah. I do it, but it probably ain't right. Well, basically, you know, the old school. I just by feel. <laughs> you tighten it up and you back it off a quarter turn, right? Yeah, and then, you know, you check it. It feels a little tight. You back it just a little more. You yeah. know, it just, oh. it's all on feel. And, how and, I've and, that's, done it. and that's no good. You need to look at the video. It'll show you how to adjust the bearing. Yep. Okay. All, All righty. Right. Well, I appreciate Great your help. Buddy. Not a problem. Hey, thanks. Bye-bye. 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 What do we got? Who's the next one? Uh, 218, I think, is also Indiana. <sighs> Chicago. Okay. What do I know? Nice. 218. Hello. Uh, back up. Back, back up. up. Minnesota here. Minnesota again. Okay. Very good. What's up? Uh, on your iPhones, you have a compass. Uh-huh. If you take and swipe your finger to the right or to the left, it actually comes up with a digital level. Does it really? Yeah. Awesome. So you lay it on the side of it, uh-huh. and you get your one, two, three degrees. You just need to calibrate your compass so it has the right... Right. When you're on the compass, when you first open it up, it just has you rotate it around a couple times to calibrate your compass. And oh, then there you it is. have a, uh, a digital level right on your phone. I got a digital level, man. Yep. And it's, 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 it's in degrees. A degree. It was degrees. One degree. So we're, we're talking about the difference between four and five degrees, but we're not talking about half, half a degree. degree. Right. This will give you a one degree inclination. I've got it on my phone right now. And that's adequate. That's adequate. Yeah, for yeah. determining whether or not it's way too high. Perfect, buddy. I appreciate you calling in yep. and telling us that. All right. Yep. Right, no else? problem. I really enjoy the show. Thank, thank you very much. You. Well, thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. Okay, one more. One more. What do we got? The last one is 785. Uh-huh. Right. 785. 
Uh, Jamaica. Uh, I'll go North Carolina. Okay. Hello, Jamaica. Where am I from? Okay, where am I from? Jamaica? Uh-huh. Yeah, Jamaica. Sure. Uh, pretty close. Sure. Pretty darn close. <laughs> where? About, let's go St. Thomas. St. Thomas. Okay, I'll buy that one. Do that. Sure. <laughs> You'll buy that one. Sure. Hey, Mike, I um, I I just sent you a message on your cell phone. Seven eight five. I got it right here. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's our alignment. Mm hmm. On a two thousand sixteen. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I don't understand. I understand Camber, Castor, and Co. But okay. all those other I don't understand. Well, most of it's crap, so that's why you don't need to understand yeah. it. Okay. 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 All right. Now, I'm, I'm looking at it right now, and on the front axle, uh, it's got the right stuff, and it's got the left stuff, and then in the middle, it gives you the total uh, cross-camber, cross-caster, SAI, and stuff like that, Okay. Got it? Hello? See that? Did I lose you? I don't know. No, she's still there. But I can't hear her. I can't either. Oh. What do I, I, I don't know what happened. I don't know. She's still here. Okay. And our show's still on, so. So something's going on. All right. The setback of minus. We lost her. Okay. Well, the minus one four setback, uh, that's a problem. Uh, the scrub angle. Uh, they've adjusted that, the angle between the two drives. I don't see the other axle. I'm missing something there. The toe was way wrong when they started. Okay, I've got it here. I'll try and call her back another place. All right. Uh, we have run completely out of time, haven't we? We're way past here. We're way we past. To, we now have two more calls. They charge us $500 a minute for everything past time. <laughs> so... We appreciate you folks calling in. We'll do this again. I'm not sure if we're going to do it next Sunday because I'm going to be on the road, but we will put it on Facebook to let everyone know when we're back on the air, and we thank you for calling. Have a good day. Thanks for joining us on Rolling Toe. If you like what you heard here, leave us a rating and review on iTunes or listen to our other shows at audioroad.letstruck.com. To get in touch with our tribe, call us at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. Thanks for joining us for the ride down the audio road.